Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Available in the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code FINADICS when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. Additional support comes from our friends at Manscaped, the winning name in men's below-the-belt trimming, offering engineered tools for your family jewels. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect Perfectville. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your second place, Miami Dolphins. We're a part of the Fanatics Network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about my brother from another mother, Mr. Christopher Cullen, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Christopher, how in the hell are you, my friend? I wasn't there when you were born and you with me. Are we sure we have different moms? Uh, well, the time frame, uh, I remember my mom left Oregon at one point and said, I have to go get milk, and she left for a year. So it's <laughs> She's always loved the name Chris, too. It's weird. Yeah, it's very much so. Yeah, she's always asking how you're doing. I'm like, you've never met him. It's weird. It's very <laughs> weird. Uh, it's also very weird to be in mid-December, and the Miami Dolphins are holding on by their fingernails to the last and final playoff spot. And the reason why is because they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. No harm, no foul, as far as I can tell. The Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, citizens of Perfectville, are really, 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 really good. So uh, we lose to the Chiefs by six points. I believe the score was 33-27, to if I'm not mistaken there, Chris. What are your thoughts about the Miami Dolphins hanging but ultimately falling short against the Kansas City Chiefs? It's overachieving. It's more than what we expected going into this. Uh, when the season started, you told me we'd be one possession away from winning the game against the Chiefs. Uh, and then you sprinkle in the fact that we had so many freaking injuries and uh, my dog was the backup running back. So, yeah, if you sprinkle all that in, man, I'd say we, we're just overachieving. And that's just kudos to Brian Flores and, and Chris Greer and the team that they've put on uh, the field during COVID and all of this. Yeah, I think for the most part, Dolphins everywhere, citizens of Perfectville are taking this loss in stride. I think when we looked at this game before the season, we looked and said, well, that's a loss. And then as the season was going, we're like, that's going to be a loss. Uh, maybe the only heartbreaking part, Chris, is we were up 10 to nothing early in this game. The defense came out early and just waxed Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense ass. I mean, we, we're talking interceptions. We're talking 30-yard sacks. Unreal. We're talking all kinds of craziness. But we were only able to get 10 points off of those early turnovers. Uh, we didn't score any points in the second or third quarter. The, the Kansas City Chiefs go off and score, I think, 30 unanswered at that point. And then Tua Tungavailoa comes from behind and actually go, leads the Miami Dolphins on three different scoring drives in the fourth quarter, 17 points in the fourth quarter to almost, to give him a shot, really, Chris. I mean, you said you talked about, uh, you know, a one-possession game. This came down to, you know, if there was a little bit more time, I think the Miami Dolphins might have snuck in and, and taken this one. We simply just ran out of time here, and uh, we got a little bit behind the eight ball in the second and third quarters. But first quarter, fourth quarter, two would look good. Uh, like I said, nothing to be ashamed of in this game, I don't think. 
No, not at all. Not against Andy Reid, not against Travis Kelsey, not against Tariq Hill. Like we mentioned last episode, the, the, the weapons they have are unbelievable. Uh, shouldn't even be legal. I don't, I don't know how, the, uh, even with paying Mahomes that much, how they can afford all these guys. And um, our defense came to play. They're unbelievable. Um, couple of errors, man. That's it. The errors, uh, I didn't see many penalties on Kansas City. I don't know if that was more of the refs didn't feel like calling against Super Bowl champs because we didn't belong with them. Or if they are just a well-mannered team uh, under Andy Reid, I could definitely see that being the case. But um, yeah, Parker drops a touchdown, which in that same read, Grant was wide open to walk in. So why even make it a, a uh, uh, contested ball there? Tua is going to watch that tape. He's going to see that. It's, he's going to come back to it. Um, you know, yeah, it's too many sacks. We didn't have any running game at all because we didn't have any running backs. That actually wasn't even a position on the depth chart probably when the game started couple of errors and we're right in that game sanders randomly misses a field goal that doesn't happen uh so hanging in there with those guys that's one of those you hate moral victories like kissing your sister and stuff but um we'll take it especially considering uh what what happened but now this final stretch man what a gauntlet it is a gauntlet that was the start of that gauntlet you and i talked about it last week chris we said if the miami dolphins were going to win this game against the chiefs they were going to have to do it on defense they were going to have to do it a little bit on offense and they were going to have to do it on special teams and quite frankly the exact opposite happened right i mean the kansas city chiefs scored on special teams uh the kansas city chiefs you know basically well they did they scored on defense as well with that safety and of course they had the offensive firepower that they have every single week so the game plan that we had that we needed in order to win this game turns out the Kansas City Chiefs needed that game plan in order to win this game against the Miami Dolphins which again you can take a little bit of solace in the fact that even afterwards Patrick Mahomes came out and said I have a love-hate relationship with South Florida in that stadium obviously they win the Super Bowl in that in that stadium but he had his worst game in forever I mean we're talking three interceptions he only had two on the season coming into this game uh, we also also had that massive uh, 30-yard sack by, uh, by Jerome Baker. Uh, Byron Jones gets his first interception for the first time in his career, it seems like. Xavier Howard gets his first interception in like three quarters because it's now got nine on the season. And uh, Andrew Van Ginkle's out there making plays like he always does, tipping passes, making tackles, making sacks. It, it was a pretty good performance. The, the problem is it came down to injuries, I think, and just a couple of mistakes. And you really can't have injuries and mistakes when you're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs and expect to win. So uh, we're without Devontae Parker for the second half of the game. We lose Mike Kosicki late in that game. Eric Flowers, by the way, he didn't play in this game. Kyle Van Oy did not play in this game. We have players that otherwise would be game changers, Bobby McCain, for that matter, um, that if they're in the game, this might be a different conversation that you and I are having right now. That's why I'm not so beat up about this game. Uh, but it does matter because the Miami Dolphins are the seventh seed as of right now. Uh, they're tied with the Baltimore Ravens statistically in terms of wins and losses. Miami Dolphins have a better conference record as it stands right now, which is why they get the tiebreaker over the Baltimore Ravens. What would have been nice if anybody caught it, go check out the Monday night football game against the Cleveland Browns and the former Cleveland Browns, AKA the Baltimore Ravens, uh, also known as the poop bowl or the pooper bowl, because Lamar Jackson, despite what he says, absolutely 100% came out of this game to take a massive, massive dump comes back with two minutes left. And I said this joking, Chris, I said it joking as he was coming back and they were going to commercial. I said, Oh, Lamar Jackson coming back just in time to screw the Miami dolphins. And what does he do with his first pass back throws a touchdown pass. And all of a sudden the Baltimore Ravens go on to win that game. They're now tied with the Miami dolphins in terms of wins and losses at eight and five. Here's the problem. The Miami dolphins go up against the new England Patriots. Miami Dolphins go up against the Las Vegas Raiders and the Miami Dolphins go up against the AFC East leading Buffalo Bills in Buffalo to end the season. The Baltimore Ravens 
They go up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Cincinnati Bengals, and New York Giants. So you talk about the strength of schedule coming down the stretch. You talk about the gauntlet. Here's the math. The Miami Dolphins have to win out to guarantee their spot in the playoffs. If they lose any game, they need a little bit of help from the Baltimore Ravens or the Indianapolis Colts to lose some games. So technically, the Miami Dolphins are still in control of their own destiny, Chris, but it's a tough road to sow, which is why a little bit, I'm a little bit like drats. We let the Kansas City Chiefs get away, but here we are, mid-December, going into a playoff in the hunt uh, race. How excited are you? Dude, it's awesome. Like, I mean, with everything going on uh, <clears throat> with COVID, like we, we didn't even know if we'd have a football season. Uh, draft got canceled. We both know that we're going to go. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so we're just like, are we even going to play football? I hope so. And, and not only did we, we're like, okay, it's still a rebuilding team. Like you said, last year was a teardown. This is the rebuild of year one. And we're not expecting anything. There's so many L's that you mark down in that preseason schedule. And here we are in December. Um, but man, just to be negative, Nancy, Sam, how huge is that Denver Bronco loss? Like that yeah. is gonna, it, that, that's going to come back to kill us. That's going to be a killer. Yeah, I, there's a couple of games that we're going to look at later and go, man, if we just got in that one, the Denver Broncos one is the first one that comes to mind. When we look at the season at the end of the year, we're going to say that was the game that didn't need to happen. Either that or maybe the Patriots game that happened week one. But again, that was like a preseason, like Joe Valerio said on the show last week. September was basically preseason, especially for a team like the Dolphins. That is the youngest team in the league. Um, that made a lot of sense to me when he said that. But yeah, it's going to be disappointing if – if we missed the playoffs by just that margin of error and that we just didn't come to show up against the Denver Broncos, but there's not a whole lot you can do here, Chris. I'm pretty positive about this. I know you are as well. This is going to be a very quick trip to Perfectville right now. Uh, we're actually going to shift right over to uh, uh, segment two right now, because you and I are very positive right now. The problem is during the game, there's not a lot of positivity. Sometimes there's positivity when we're doing well, and then there's a whole lot of negativity during the game, which is why Chris and I have developed and come up with your very new segment that you're going to love and demand every single week, and that is Elite Tweet or Delete Tweet. Yep, that's right. That's where we scour the internet, Chris, myself, and the rest of the staff here at Perfectville, which is nobody other than Chris and myself. And we find the most controversial, the worst, and the best tweets about the Miami Dolphins during the week of, and we just decide whether it's an elite tweet or should they go back and delete the tweet? So we're going to start with this one, Chris. You know the rules. I know the rules. This comes from at FinFanHank. So he's a Fin fan, says so right in his name. And this is what he said during or actually before the game. If the Dolphins win on Sunday, I'll do a shot of my own cum. Oh, my God. Now, is that an elite tweet or is that a delete tweet? Oh, man. How are we going to say? Of course, we're going to start a new segment, and that's the first one. <laughs> Like, out of I the remember, box man i remember seeing that I remember seeing that i actually screenshotted the tweet and uh sent it to the group chat i'm in with like my cousin and my brothers and stuff and uh my cousin who's a titan fan he was actually here last week uh he said something along the lines of wow you fin fans are fucking gross <laughs> like that is just vile but uh let's play by the rules here i'm not one to shy away from r-rated comedy sam uh, my name, if people don't know, uh, on the message board that we met was SickFinFan33 because I'm just a sick fuck is what I heard. Uh, later changed and shortened to sick. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say elite tweet there, Sam. That is just a. I mean, did you want to see that? I mean, like, is he gonna come through with it? Would it have just been like you know frosting and like syrup or something mixed together? I I, I don't know, but I'm gonna say elite tweet. What say you? <laughs> 
I'm going to say delete tweet, but with the potential to be an elite tweet. And here's where I think Finn Fan Hank went wrong. He blew his load, so to speak, <laughs> on a regular season victory. I think if you're going to have to drink a shot of your own cum, that needs to minimum be an AFC championship game, right? Like at a minimum, AFC championship yeah. game to drink my own cum. Uh, Super Bowl, you drink anybody's cum at that point. But I, I'm going to say delete tweet simply because it was a week 14 matchup you can't you i mean what do you do after this what do you do if they win the super bowl if you drink a shot of your own cum week 14 against you know patrick Mahomes? i just like don't know where fire dildo up your ass or something yeah yeah that, that's a good call because you imagine if this, he we won he did it it went viral and then we like lost three straight and didn't even go to the playoffs <laughs> 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 he, he shot of his own cum and we didn't even go to the playoffs we're picking in the fit you know the 20s again what, what is this guy doing this is Tannehill all over again my you tonsils just... are pregnant because <laughs> i got too excited <laughs> My tonsils, my, my tonsils are excited i just choked on beer because how ridiculous this is uh, where, like you just said though where do we go from here <laughs> this segment starts with that literally yeah good luck finn universe trying to top that one from finn fan hank of course his name's hank what the hell god damn it bobby Finn fan hank the leader in the clubhouse at this point uh all right let's go to another one here chris this comes from this one's not as vile let's just put it that way this is actually a future state of the miami dolphins this comes from finn's fanatics at finn's fanatics and this is what he says juju smith schuster parker and jamar chase top three wide receivers next season for tua tell me that doesn't sound amazing now he's he's assuming we're going to go out and sign juju uh, smith schuster as a free agent and draft jamar chase with a high draft pick to pair with Devontae parker and then he wants to know, does that sound amazing or not? What say you? Elite tweet or delete tweet? Good plan or not? Elite capital E, my friend. Are you kidding me? Get two of some weapons, especially one of the most dynamic receivers in college football right now. And, uh, and of course, Juju. Like, who wouldn't want to bring that guy to your roster? The guy is awesome. He is fun as shit. He, he, he does Twitch video games. You know, he dances on teams' logos. And, like, Josh Allen got bent out of shape about it, and he literally does it every week. Like, it's no disrespect. He's in, enjoying himself. Like, he is just a fun dude like my son loves him right he's 13 years old so like that age group i mean like he, he like hosts the nickelodeon awards and shit like he's just cool as hell why would you not want that guy down in miami and south beach with a young team with brian flores i mean you just picture it now two going deep juju catches it touchdown he comes in like dances with flores on the sideline like sign me the fuck up elite 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 I believe it's an elite tweet as well, mainly because if you look at that tweet, you have Juju Smith-Schuster, if you picture this in your head, citizens, and then you have Devontae Parker, and then you look over and you've got the rookie Jamar Chase, and then you look on the line and you've got Mike Gesicki, and those are your top four weapons for the Miami Dolphins. What I didn't say and what you don't see in that vision is that little midget Jakeem Grant, and for that reason... Being replaced, Jakeem Grant being replaced by an actual wide receiver makes it an elite tweet. He's going to dominate the Patriots now on one leg. He better. Just because he of you. better. Oh, no, yeah, no. There's he, some, he, there's some he, good he, tweets he, out there about about the office, combining the office and Jakeem Grant this week, which we're going to get to here in just a little bit. Now, I'm I'm about fed up with Jakeem Grant. I just want everyone to remember this, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, hold on, Sam. You just sounded like my dad. You just sound like, <laughs> you know, I'm just about fed up. I'm just about fed up. I'm fed up. Jakeem Grant, get off my lawn. I just want to point out that I – was making fun of Jakeem Grant and shitting on him well before it was cool 
in the Miami Dolphins universe, ladies and gentlemen. I, I am the originator of Jakeem Grant hate. Yes, you're the OG of Jakeem Mighty Mouse hate. For Speaking sure. of hate, this guy's going to get some hate. He's actually pretty popular. I know him. You know him. He's on Twitter. Neil Driscoll, at Neil Driscoll. He had this gem during the game. Austin Jackson cost Miami a field goal attempt. Give me Minka back. He's been terrible. Elite tweet or delete tweet there, Chris. Neil Driscoll saying Austin Jackson needs to go bye-bye and Minka Fitzpatrick should come back home to a place where he didn't want to be home. So this is, yeah, exactly. Thank you. This is like the equivalent of, the guy taking the shot, like calm down. It's a field goal against the chiefs in week 14. You want Minka Fitzpatrick back. Let's think long-term here, guys. All right. We're such a short-sighted fan base. It's unfucking believable for a team that hasn't won anything in like fucking seven decades. <laughs> we get Minka back. Don't have that first round pick for Austin Jackson. We don't have Tunzel, which with Tua, you don't need an elite left tackle for the left-handed quarterback, but then Minka plays one or two more seasons and leaves in free agency and we get nothing or just disgruntled asshole every season in, in the media. No, didn't want to be here. We don't want him. He's literally, he wanted so bad to be out of Miami, Sam, that he is doing in Pittsburgh what he complained about being told to do in Miami, which is play in multiple positions and, and be a freelancer. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I'm leaving. Goes there, does that. And he's like, I love it here. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Neil has been very controversial for years, years and years, message boards alike. Uh, delete that tweet. I'm going to say delete that tweet as well. Look, Neil, like you said, is no stranger to bad takes, freezing cold takes. In fact, on Instagram, they featured one of his takes recently at freezing cold takes where he said, and I quote, the Dolphins' future is bright. Adam Gase is a good one. Good core of young players and stars. One offseason away from being a threat, in my opinion. So, Neil, uh, I love you, man. I, I love following you on Twitter. I, Twitter, Twitter. I love the controversy when it comes to your tweets. But this one, eh, yeah, I think we can delete it. Yeah, so Sam, we're setting ourselves up here, by the way. We need to go in and and, and scrounge our Twitters. Because <laughs> we got to do some scrubbing, that's for sure. <laughs> we need to scrub like seven maids and like, yeah, we got to scrub. We need to get the scrub and I'm, I'm actually going to start scrubbing right now. Well, you go ahead and scrub and I'm going to stay on the coaches uh, tweet controversy. This comes from Colby Guy. Now, Colby Guy is a member of the Fanatics Network, one of our talented young writers here as part of the Fanatics Network. You can check out his writings on fanaticsnetwork.com. Calm, not come. See, wow. see what happens? <laughs> this is the come episode. <laughs> it has been born. <laughs> come, a, come, a, come, a, come, a chameleon. All right. This uh, His actual Twitter handle is that guy Colbs. And he says, now this is... This is a little older. This tweet actually comes from September of last year, 2019. So we are scouring the internet, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what he said, Colby Guy. I love Brian Flores and all, but the Dolphins should have hired Lincoln Riley. Man is a QB whisperer. Oof. Delete tweet or elite tweet there, Chris. Well, just talking to this kid and like giving him like props last night in our group chat. Colby, love you, man. Uh, young guy. He's, I think he's got fucking COVID right now. He like, does. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to shit on him. We're good. Delete it. Delete it. Are you kidding me? Lincoln Riley, the guy is named after Matthew McConaughey commercial and, you know, like a, a dog. Like there's no way that a guy named Lincoln Riley is fitting in in South Beach. Brian Flores is the man. He's the man for the job. Delete that tweet and good job on your exam. Way to go. I heard he got a good grade. He did a very, he did a very good job. Now, uh, the last one, we've had a couple of deletes. We've had a couple of elites. Get well soon, by the way, Colby. We're not kidding. He, we're probably not, I think through HIPAA, we're not supposed to tell people he's got COVID, but <laughs> sorry. Um, 
This comes from at ghost of Adam Gase. There you go. Another coaching one. Uh, the ghost of Adam Gase. And this tweet is actually a video. You're going to have to go check this one out yourself. But it says the Jakeem Grant saga as told by Michael Scott. Now, for those that are uninitiated, Michael Scott is the main character from the show, The Office. And if you haven't seen this video compilation of Jakeem Grant saga as told by Michael Scott, do yourselves a favor, pause this podcast right now, go watch this, and then come back and join us because we're about to tell you whether this is an elite tweet or a delete tweet. Chris, I know you've seen this video. Is this elite tweet or delete tweet? Elite. Elite. It is so elite. Well, well done. One thing the Dolphins have, the fan base, we are technologically advanced. We have some guys that have some meme bombs out there shout out to Houts and all those guys that are doing things with gifts and adding tom brady's face you know to, to to videos and movie characters like this is that is elite my friend and by the way there's no one listening to the show that is not familiar with the office <laughs> like if, if so fucking at me on twitter we'll delete or elite our tweet off because we're about to battle well there you go ladies and gentlemen that is the segment that is now going to revolutionize podcasts everywhere Elite tweet We're or so delete fun. tweet. You guys have seen it. We talked about cum. We talked about Michael Scott. We talked about tweets from over a year ago. It's uh, Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah, the ghost of Adam. It's just everything about it. There's nothing that you can dislike about that segment. In fact, you know what? I'm going to give you a little bonus content because this motherfucker, I told him I was going to read his tweet on the air and I didn't. So I'm going to make Ooh. him famous here. Yeah, li so, live breaking uh, show, fourth wall. This is like CM Punk levels of fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, this guy, he got, he got a little testy with me, Chris. And then he told me he didn't listen to the show, which really offended me. Uh, and then actually what ended up happening is that Billy, do you remember Billy from last week who said we yeah. suck, but he loves the podcast? He actually chimed in on this guy and was like, you don't want to go this route because Billy apparently got a lot of harassment last week because of <laughs> us making him famous here. He was trying to look out for this guy, but... Uh, this guy's name, Joe Gutierrez, is his name. He goes by Joe the Show Legend. Ooh. During the game, the game in which our quarterback, Tua Tungabailoa, threw for over 300 yards, threw for two touchdowns, and ran for another, gave 17 points, you know, grabbed 17 points away from the Kansas City Chiefs in the fourth quarter, essentially said something along the, 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 the lines of, I've seen enough, Tua sucks, <laughs> we need to move on. Jesus. And then he tried to cover for it, Chris, and he says, okay, guys, I was drunk yesterday. Tua does not fucking suck. I was disappointed with some of the decision-making, and I know play calling does play into that. I also know, and then he got cut off. But I told him, I'm still going to talk about your tweet on the air, and then he got tested with me. So there you go. Joe Deshaux legend putting his foot, di foot directly in his mouth, saying Tua sucks while Tua's having his career day. I mean, what do you think? Delete tweet or elite tweet? Sam, first of all, you started a show called Predictably Drunk. I've drank with you. You can drink. I'm Irish. I can drink. Using the I was drunk excuse absolutely never works. Ever. He's either never dated a woman or he just completely is his only excuse. That never fucking works. First of all. Second of all, delete that shit. You know what? Keep it. It's not elite. Don't, de don't delete it so I can get a reminder in the next few years to kind of like go back and remind me in, in, in six months and 10 months and in, in three years to just go back and retweet it every day. Just like every day. I want to make a bot. Anybody out there that has like computer savvy, make a bot that just retweets that fucking tweet every time Tua has a highlight lifting the Lombardi trophy or like every time like it shows our highlights of winning the Super Bowl in the next five years. Just retweet that tweet and just send it to like Stevie 
young so he can you know shit on the guy too and say he's unsafe for twitter and then we'll we'll be great and by the way steve young counter said it again fuck you buddy you suck uh delete it but i want to keep seeing it to remind us sam Joe, the show legend. Here's the exact tweet. Two tweets in a row, by the way. Look, I'm not shitting on his Twitter following or anything else. He doesn't do a lot of retweets, doesn't get a lot of comments on his stuff. That's totally fine. He's probably not using it very often. But you can tell the mob was mad, Chris, because two tweets back to back. First one, two of fucking sucks. 35 comments, 16 retweets. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a lot of people going, yes, we agree with you. Number two, I'm tired of the excuses. Two of sucks. That's it. 31 retreats, 54 responses. Uh, that's the tweet in question. Uh, you got to delete that, Joe. Everything else on here looks great. You seem like a great Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, I know you say you don't listen to the show, but you do follow the show's Twitter, so I don't know if that's true or not. doesn't matter. Here's the thing. Delete the tweet. It looks bad. To a, basically, after that tweet, went out and skull-fucked everybody on the Kansas City Chiefs for a quarter. So it looks bad. Delete the tweet. Yeah, and somebody screenshot it, at least, so we can, we can still circle back, circle back to it. Yeah, exactly right. Well, I have it screenshotted at this point, there and it's actually on the show right now. So everybody has seen it. Joe Gutierrez, you are now a famous, famous man. All right. Well, we got to go. Uh, we got to go scrub our Internet. And while we do that, you guys can listen to our lovely, lovely sponsors. We're going to come back and talk about the New England Patriots game number two on the season. Can Miami do it? We're going to have them at home season. Well, home season finale. We'll be back right after these words. Get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic tables, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use the promo code FINSUP to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. You put in 200, they'll match you another 100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. The holiday season has come once more, so return those pubes to the times of yore. Get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. You've skipped the tricks, now avoid the nicks. With the Lawnmower 3.0's proprietary advanced skin safe technology, this trimmer cuts on your nuts. Not to mention it's waterproof power so you can shave in the shower. Also included in the perfect package is the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, the Crop Reviver for quick spritz refreshing, a pair of Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers, and a t-shirt. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code FINSUP to save an instant 20% and get free shipping. Tis the season to trim the trees and feel the breeze between your knees. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. 
And we are back, Chris. Uh, that was cleansing to air everybody else's dirty laundry there with delete tweet or elite tweet. We were just talking off the air. This may have been a mistake, uh, given our history <laughs> yeah, of uh, screaming at each other during the actual Miami Dolphins game. But whatever, we'll have some fun with it What's, uh, all the time here. Okay, uh, speaking of the past, let's leave that in the past. Let's talk about the future here. The Miami Dolphins, as we mentioned, have to win out to guarantee themselves a spot in the playoffs this season. Uh, this weekend, we go up against our bitter-hated rivals, the New England Patriots. We have them in Miami, Chris. This is the season finale for home games. We lost week one, which I'm actually wiping that off the board. The New England Patriots since then have looked anything but elite, if I could steal a phrase from earlier in this podcast. They've been up. They've been down. They don't have that balance yet. They haven't quite figured it out with Cam Newton, what they're supposed to be or where their identity is. Uh, this isn't going to be a cakewalk like I thought it would have been a couple of weeks ago, but I just watched the New England Patriots shit the bed against the Los Angeles Rams on Thursday. They do get some extra rest to get to rest up against the Miami Dolphins who are hurting and have injuries and COVID and everything else going on. How do you see this game playing out? The Miami Dolphins must win this game in order to have a realistic shot at the playoffs. Yeah. So um, first of all, and I, I'm only going to do this because I know one of our listeners are screaming right now. Didn't the Patriots win like 45 to three against the Chargers on Thursday? The Los Angeles Rams? Are the Rams? No, the Rams kicked their ass. The Patriots? Yes. Well, then we should kill them. Because we killed the Rams. Like, no, seriously. Like, so I, I'm mixing up games. Uh, I'm mixing up LA teams or something. Yeah, they beat um, the Chargers' ass, but they lost yeah, to the Chargers. Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was 24 to 3, Los Angeles over the New England Patriots. That's right. They couldn't even get a fucking point. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Here's the thing the Cam came out week one, pumped up, excited. No crowd. It was so weird. Remember that first game was just weird with like the fake pumped in noise. They were bad at it. Like, it was just. It was brutal, and uh, we, we just gave up too many rushing yards. He couldn't throw against us. Like, obviously, we had Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Here's, here's the thing that worries me is um, uh, we need Van Noy back. We need Landon Roberts back. Uh, those two guys are back there to help against the run. We should be okay. We got to force Cam to throw the ball. I, I think they beat the Chargers, and they scored 45 points. He had, like, 78 yards passing. Like, just ridiculous. Uh, we, we have to go out there and play defense. It's, it's going to be exciting to see Tua uh, against Bill Belichick in that defense. Flores has an inside job on it. Um, but rookies notoriously don't do good against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So this is a nerve wracking game, Sam. Like you said, it's one of those things where you're like, ah, this is the easiest of the three coming up, but um, we lose this one. It's over with. So it's like, it's, we need to go out there and play our game, play tough. The injury bug though. God, that just stings, man. That happening right now. Like somebody said on Twitter, um, this would be the most 2020 thing ever COVID we have uh, an added wild card spot and we're going to lose by like a game because of like our injuries. Just, we couldn't stay healthy at the end of the season. That would be the most dolphin thing ever. We need to come out there, play defense, stop the run, force Cam Newton to beat us with the pass, which he won't with Byron Jones and Xavier and Howard. Um, it being a home game is great. Uh, historically we split with this team. So it, you, you like to think those odds are pretty good, pretty nice. Um, but yeah, definitely nervous about it, Sam. Like you said, like we're excited. We want to be the team we want to be. And if we're the team that they want to be, uh, we win this game and we, we go out there and win it handily, man. Don't even let them hang around. If the Rams can beat their ass like that, then there, there's no chance because uh, we killed them. I think this defense is better now than it was week one. And I think that's going to be a big factor. I mean, Cam Newton ran all over us. I think they're going to try that again. One of the things we kept hammering home, Chris, about this very team was that they have to figure out 
how to corral running quarterbacks. They've done that. They did that with Kyler Murray. They did that to some extent with Patrick Mahomes. They've figured out ways to stop the running quarterback this season, which they've never been able to really do before. But I've actually been pleasantly surprised with the amount of pressure that they've been able to get on these quarterbacks, force them into uncomfortable throws, getting their hands up, tipping balls. Good things happen when you knock the balls into the air. That was a weird thing to say, but it's true. Uh, we, we, we've actually just evolved. We've evolved. Xavier Howard, I don't know why people are throwing at him. He shouldn't have nine interceptions. He shouldn't even have nine looks his way at this point. Byron Jones is getting in on it. You just got all these people that are playing well. You want to force Cam Newton to throw for those very reasons. I think we can do that. I think we have the formula on defense to keep us in this game and win this game. And to your point, we historically split with Bill Belichick-led New England Patriots teams. We lost week one. This game means more to us than it does to them. I think we come out fired up. I think we come out of that Kansas City Chiefs game uh, encouraged, quite frankly. I think we're encouraged on what we can do. It looks like we may have Devontae Parker back for this game. I don't know that he's going to be 100% healthy, but having him on the field is better than him not being on the field. Isaiah Ford is going to be joining us against his former team, the New England Patriots. He's back (laughs) with the Miami Dolphins. And then I don't know if Mike Kosicki is going to be there. It doesn't seem like he is. But here's the thing with Tua. Other than the fact that he just started to get that that chemistry and that relationship with Mike Kosicki over the last two weeks, he's done a really, really, really good job of, of getting his tight ends, no matter what name is on the back of the jersey, involved in these games. So that means Durham Smythe has to do something. Mac Hollins has to do something. Uh, Adam Shaheen's going to have to do something. And they've been doing something all season long. We've actually have a really talented pool of tight ends in this game. I think that's going to be the key to the game on offense is are those tight ends going to be able to step up and fill the Mike Kosicki rule to some extent? And then number two, Secret weapon. You're starting to see him come onto the scene here, Chris. We got him from the Las Vegas Raiders. He's going to do well next week against the Las Vegas Raiders. But I think this week, Lynn Bowden Jr. solidifies himself as a player for the Miami Dolphins. He really wasn't around week one. In fact, I don't even think he played. Tua seems to love throwing him the ball. I think you give him the ball more than Jakeem Grant, and good things happen. I see us winning this game, Chris. And I don't, I'm not going to say it's an easy victory. I think it's going to be hard fought because of the injuries. But I think we win this one and we win it in a way that we're like, yep. That's right. We're better than the New England Patriots now. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 27 to 15. That's my final prediction for this game. Uh, you're you're fucking killing me, Sam. I'm going to start going first on these things. Ah. Uh, so Lynn Bowden, of course, was a was a bullet point for me to mention. He, him, and Antonio Callaway, I think, are big for me. Uh, that's something new, Bill Belichick would do. A guy that like he kind of hasn't played a lot. All of a sudden, they're going to like spotlight him um, because we know what they do. They come out and they're going to take away Devontae Parker, especially with Kasicki out. They're going to come out. And they're going to double Devontae Parker and force Lynn Bowden, Lynn force uh, Antonio Callaway uh, to to be in these other guys, Holland. Smythe and uh, Shaheen to beat us. And that's where Tua, uh, there was one stat in the game on Sunday I, I saw and I really was uh, inspired by. And it said at one point he had like nine completions to six different receivers. He spreads the ball around, man. Yeah. And that's a perfect weapon against Bill Belichick who likes to hone in on somebody else. Let's be honest. Parker like kind of doesn't have the greatest chemistry with Tua uh, mm-hmm. right now like he does Fitzpatrick. So these other guys are getting opportunities. Lynn Bowden earned a lot of respect for him and confidence. And I agree with you. That's going to happen. Uh, as far as score prediction goes, uh, I am nervous. It is a game we must win. Uh, like the Jets game is a game I was worried in the Bengals that we're going to play down to our competition. We did not. Um, so that's a nice um, progression that we're doing right now this season that normal Dolphins teams didn't. Uh, so I do see us winning this game in a very close score to yours. I had us pegged at 24, 14, 
24-14, I have it 27-15. to 15. Last week, Chris, I had it 31-21. You had it 30-20. to 20. It ended up being 33-27. to 27. We're We weren't that too far off. They kicked a field goal late to, to get to that 27. It was almost that 10-point spread that you and I have had. We know this team. We are dialed into this team. We understand how they score, when they score, and the teams they're up against. That's just because we've been Dolphins fans forever. And we both have them winning this game. I think you guys, all the citizens of Perfectville, have us winning this game. And the Miami Dolphins need to win this game to get into the playoffs. It's as simple as that. That is the math. Win and you're in. That's where we're at here in mid to late December with the Miami Dolphins, second place in your AFC East. And Chris, uh, that has been a very succinct, very short, but very powerful episode of Perfectville. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, one last thing. Flores needs to come in with these guys and say, hey, listen, we just need to get there. You punch that ticket you've seen in the last few years. You don't have to be the Chiefs when you get there. All it takes is getting in the playoffs, and you can surprise anybody, and this team can do that. So it starts on Sunday against the Patriots. Fingers crossed, eyes crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed that the Miami Dolphins can get past their nemesis, at least one of them and the New England Patriots, and keep their playoff hopes alive. I like our matchup against the Raiders, but we'll talk about that next week. It's going to come down to Week 17, which is what I like. Week 17 against the AFC East rival, the Buffalo Bills, most likely going to be the AFC East champions, looking to stop us from making the playoffs. We're looking to put a statement down and go 4-2 and in the division at that point, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, But we'll get there when we get there. Right now, we got to focus on the New England Patriots. We both have us winning this game. If you say anything stupid during the game, keep it up long enough for Chris and I to screenshot, and then... We'll let you know whether you should delete that tweet or if it belongs in the elite category. But until then, on behalf of everybody at the Fanatics Network, myself and the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, nothing else to say other than goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.